Sometimes regular and continued brilliance can turn people off. It can make them expect that. And so they they, they sort of make their, their bar higher. And they think, well, it's yes, it's brilliant, but it's not really brilliant. And I think that's sometimes, and I know I'm biased because I love his work, sometimes been the fate that's befallen Glenn Hughes in his solo albums. You know, it's sort of, yes, yes, songs in the key of rock, another great album, yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs, music for the divine, yeah, oh, that's brilliant, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, soul mover, oh, yeah, yeah, undoubtedly excellent. Well, I mean, the thing is, that I don't think that Soul Mover is as overlooked as Music for the Divine or First Underground Nuclear Kitchen. First Underground Nuclear Kitchen. Which I think is just the pick of the bunch for all his albums. Although I love them all. This one, though, and I was prompted once again. I seem to have, I seem to have just decided to leave it to the Deep Purple podcast to nudge me on what albums I should revisit or look at for the first time. And, and, and it's not steered me wrong, really. They've done the same thing. On this day in 2005, Soul Mover was released. Oh, I must have a listen to that. It's great. I mean, it's got J.J. Marsh on your on your, your, your guitars. I mean, he's guitaring up a storm. You've got uh, John Frusciante's on here. Um, you've got Chad Smith, of course, on drums. Of course you have. And you've also got Dave Navarro on the... Uh, on Soul Mover itself. Now, this is a great album. Well, because it's a, a Glenn Hughes solo album, so de facto, great album, de facto. And um, what it does is it really, it melds. That, because the thing, let, let me explain first before I say about the melding. Yeah, save the melding for a minute, Steve. Yes, I will. Um, people often talk about, well, there's a rock side to Glenn Hughes and there's a soul funk side to Glenn Hughes and never the twain shall meet well they do meet and they meet quite a lot I mean there's Return of Crystal Karma one of his albums Rock First Underground First Underground Nuclear Kitchen Funk F-U-N-K but those those albums have a lot of rock in them and a lot of funk in them and I think generally in his certainly in his later solo stuff, he's really melded those two musical styles together. This one though is really melded in that when it's rocky, it's huge. When it's funky, it's wacka wacka wacka. Oh, you'll know what I mean—that chicken scratching guitar. So really, Soul Mover. It's almost it's almost as if someone has just dropped off a lorry load of granite in your front garden. Well, I don't know why, but I like it. Huge backline, tough riff, a real statement. It's funky, but it's meaty. Meaty funk. Maybe that's a new genre that uh, Glenn Hughes created. Maybe it is. You've got She Moves Ghostly, which... I mean, the the chorus has a sort of floaty feel to it, but really, it, it's got a percussive, propulsive beat from Chad Smith, which is fantastic. It's tight in the rock, but J.J. Marsh's flowing solo is a thing of absolute beauty. And you've also got Orion, which is, it's got a stuttering feel. That rising bridge, which then just allows Orion as the simple chorus. It's fantastic. You've also got a sort of fizzing, bleeping solo. It's one of the best things here. And this is 
a collection of great songs. You know that. Change Yourself has an indie grunge um, verse, but then a really soulful and soul-y chorus, which just feels a bit odd, but in a good way. Remember I talked about that Waka Waka? Yeah, well, that chicken scratching is all here. It's all over one of these tracks here. Which track would that be? Dark Star. Yeah, and um, it's got it's got a tight feel again, but the rock pushes the funk. That's the thing. The funk is there, but the rock is saying, I'm going to push you right to the front here. Glenn gets right inside the groove, and that groovy solo from J.J. Marsh, who's co-writer here so much, is just stunning. You've got Little Miss Insane here. It's sassy. It's got a big middle. and so A couple of these solos are really... I mean, I'd forgotten how odd they are. This is a squiggling solo, is all I, is the way I can describe it. And it just brings you up short, makes you think, what's that? Great. It, it's, it's something a little different to get your teeth into. But you've also got Land of the Living, which has a rolling riff. The, 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 the guitar, the, the drums and bass follow it. But it's got a kind of fizzy funk feel in the background, followed by a fractured fizzy solo. Yeah, a fractured fractured fizzy six-string solo. Say it three times fast. And we finish with Don't Let Me Bleed, which is a longer song. It arrives with a bit of fusion. Then it becomes a radio rocker. Then it's got a really face-front, poppy 70s riff in the chorus, a sweet soulful middle, and then it gets off the couch or gets out of the field where it's been lying and admiring the dappled, the dappled feeling of the sun and um, just, just bombastically charges home. Well, this is a great album. You know I'm going to say that. I'm a real Glenn Hughes fan. And the work he does is unlike so many other, so many other bands and artists. He really knows how to meld the funk and the rock without ever saying this is a rock album, this is a funk album. Now, he may say that. The publicity may sometimes say that. But it's always beautifully modulated. And that is such a talent. His bass works great. You know the voice of rock can also wrap his pipes around superb emotive funk and beautiful sweet soul. And he doesn't do as much of that on this album. It's meatier. But that's all to the good, because sometimes you need a bit of big bass and drums. This is an album which has been overlooked by me, actually. And I'm so pleased to have made its acquaintance yet again. Ta-ta.